Hello, everyone. It is one half of the Department of Metal Antiquities. You can call me the dumb in the DMA, Nick Cameron. This week is our 58th episode, a 58th episode extravaganza. We are celebrating Thanksgiving here in the United States. Yes, it is problematic, but yes, I still love getting together with my family and all that kind of wonderful fun stuff and cooking a great meal and having a wonderful fun time. Thank you very much for checking us out. I have no idea why any new listeners would have gotten to us this week, but if you are a new listener, please consider giving us a two to three week trial to see if the Department of Mental Antiquities is something you'd be interested in. This is, as I said, episode number 58. We have uh, lots of episodes featuring Black Sabbath content, Led Zeppelin content, Metallica content, Pink Floyd, guests, surprises, all kinds of cool stuff, if you ask me, that goes wonderfully into your ear holes, and it's all for free. All you got to do is just tell your phone to give me that Department of Metal Antiquities. So thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, especially if you are a longtime listener. Give you all the fist bumps the next time I see you. All you got to do is say, hey, longtime listener, fist bumps. But if, um, speaking of longtime listeners, want to give a couple of shout outs to some friends of mine. First is uh, Darren in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, who is an amazingly generous, wonderful person who recently sold his condominium and is buying a new house. Congratulations, Darren. He runs the Fourth Line Voice, a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. The Fourth Line Voice is a weekly, actually twice weekly podcast that talks about old time hockey, fighting and the role of the enforcer and why 80s hockey was so much better than the current hockey we have now on the same vein my friend alec in uh in florida big fan of the pensacola everblades or is it no florida ever florida everblades i'm sorry florida everblades these days as he's living there for a year he runs the five for fighting podcast which is a similar podcast they both have a lot of cool cool interviews been listening to a lot of uh the talk tales with tr the hockey podcast with terry riley former first round pick who is an author and actor he just announced this week he is going to be in the spinoff the letter kenny spinoff of shorzy uh, i know this seems all very hockey focused but i like to give shout outs to smaller podcasts podcasts like myself podcasts that are not run by celebrities who that we go pay to see in the theater, but just regular people that are out there trying to trying to brighten someone's day. And I'm thankful for, ah, sorry, getting a little wistful because it's Thanksgiving coming up, but, you know, getting a little wistful for all the blessings I have in my life. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you for your subscribe, your subscribing, your having had subscribed in the past or whatever you want to say. But uh, if you've been listening in this far, Please check us out. We do our annual gift exchange in this episode and hope you really dig that. And, you know, Duncan and I just get talking and it's a it's a good time. So with that, we cue the music. Let's go. 
and welcome to the Department of Metal Antiquities. Where we remember what everyone else has forgotten. As always, it is Nick Cameron, also of the Glacially Musical, joined by Duncan Evans, the musical savant of Duncan Evans, the solo project, Waxworm, the intra, wait, Intercontinental Project, and of... Uh, yeah, that is Waxworm. Yeah, sorry, you're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm cutting Oh, come on. You're, okay, I'm, you're okay you ruined, you ruined, fine, I'm done. Duncan Evans of some, Duncan Evans, some guy in Leeds, UK. <laughs> exactly. For some reason, I thought you were saying Moonlow was the in- Intercontinental Project, and I realized you'd said... Oh, my God, I haven't been saying Moonlow for a while. I knew well, I was forgetting something. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, rock and roll, rock and roll. Um, new album out, but I've said this on a few episodes, so I'm not going to keep going on about it, but you can check that out, Duncan Evans and Wilderness Hymnal. Um, but anyway... Um, well, I always have two questions which I need to ask you at the same time, and I never know which one to ask you. So one is, how are you doing, Nick? And two is, who are we listening to just then? Uh, first off, we were listening to Wombath, a modern black and death metal band on, oh, I don't even remember the record label now that I think I about it. I have to say I liked that. I, I, uh, Soul Cellar Records. Yeah, it's rare that I hear something that is death metal and I think this is really cool. And But but yeah, it's usually when it's a bit kind of more crusty, grindy, or when it's a bit more black metal, like Black and Death, which that... Yeah, this is was, this so. is Black and Death. I did, uh, when I was still doing reviews towards the very end of it, I reviewed this one, and I reviewed Aodon, who the name, the title of that album I can never remember because it's numbers, and you should never title your record in just numbers because nobody's going to remember them unless it's like seven. Yeah. But as for me, I am good. Um, wife was out of town this week out of town this weekend so the kid and i had an awesome weekend on uh friday we did the amazing party down thing and we went to the grocery store in order to purchase ingredients to make dinner for my mother-in-law the next day because you know we were rocking and rolling and really partying so we then did ran some errands that morning and we uh uh, I did end up at a record store, so I was happy about that. Even told I'm my very wife. surprised, Nick. I, I just can't believe you would end up at somewhere like a record store. It was a new one. It was one I had never been to, <laughs> if that helps. Right, right, right next right. to another one that I've been to many times. Um, uh-huh. There's actually two record stores uh, near where my mom used to live at her last house. In um, They're like two blocks away. And I've nice. never been to the, I always went to the closer one first and then I didn't have any money. So I didn't go to the next one. So, but they posted, uh, they posted on, um, on their Facebook page, a video of new albums. And I'm like, Oh, black time and heavies every damn time. That's the one album by James leg, AKA John Wesley Myers that I don't have. Cool. And I went, well, I guess I know where I'm going today. Nice. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it sounds like a successful weekend and a good haul of um, of goodies. I also picked up, finally, uh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath. So, Oh, yes, yes. Admittedly, it's, yeah. it's a pretty bad copy. It's really noisy and scratchy, but you know what? Who cares? It, it's fine. I'll get a better one later, maybe, or maybe not. Maybe I'll clean it a couple more times and it'll clean out. But um, this week, if anybody has not uh, paid attention to anything leading up to the moment, including like reading the description or listening to the things I said before we do this, and my new intros as I do, um, this week is we're coming up on America, in America, we are coming up on Thanksgiving. This episode will actually post 
the day before American Thanksgiving. And American Thanksgiving is a holiday steeped in mythology, which is potentially problematic at times. But I have chosen personally to make, uh, you know, lemon lemonade out of lemons. And it's a time where I spend with my family and it's the only holiday in the year where my life, my wife allows me to really cook. <laughs> so I get to cook the entire feast, excepting the broccoli cheese rice casserole she's going to make. And oh, pumpkin pie. That was why I needed to go to the grocery store. I need to, I need to, buy, to buy pumpkins for pumpkin pie. No, I got to buy a pumpkin pie where no, nobody's making one this year. Okay. Uh, I don't eat pie of any kind, really, except like meat pies. Mm -hmm. So I really don't care, but I got to get it. I was thinking to myself this morning, I knew there was a reason I had to go there because I need to get green beans. Oh, bacon. I need more bacon. Green beans. I'm sorry. I apologize. This is spectacular listening content right now. It's so good. Yeah, it's become, um, I don't know, the, the, the Nick Cameron stream of consciousness shopping list. I like it. It happens. It will happen again. But I need to get three things and a haircut. But that's besides the point. So uh, originally we had discussed doing another gift exchange when we hit 52 episodes, which has come and gone. Obviously, life got in the way. And then we we could have just redone our gift exchange like we did last year at Christmas, but we had already sent them. So uh, I'm going to call this the first ever annual, probably first only, not annual, first only uh, records gift exchange uh, for Thanksgiving. Because uh, as I get older in age, I am very thankful for everything I have in my life. And I am especially thankful that you are willing to waste three hours of your week every week to do this with me. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, it's not a, not a waste, man. It's, um, it's, it's all very um, productive, educational, fulfilling, and um, generally, generally great. Um, but Except that time I made you listen to uh, Quiet Riot. Uh, yeah, that time was not so great, but I still had fun talking about it. So, you know, it's always a pleasure, man. But yeah, it's good for me because I've um, never celebrated Thanksgiving because we do. We just do. For obvious reasons, we don't have that in the UK. It actually um, only has existed in the state since the Civil War. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln created that holiday during the Civil War. Right. I presume it was just kind of uh, look, things are bad right now. So let's have something nice. Yeah, and I guess it's that thing. Look, it's no coincidence, is it, that all of these festivals and holidays, like you guys call them holidays, which is actually a much more accurate um, thing. We call vacations holidays, which doesn't make any sense. Like your way is correct on this. It's a long time for me to realize that watching English programming. Yeah. yeah it's like, wait a minute, why is it every time they go on vacation, it's a holiday? Yeah, exactly. And then when it is a holiday, like an actual holy day type of thing, we don't call it that. We just call it one of those special day things. Like it's all a mess. <laughs> but anyway, those holidays, they're all around winter, really, aren't they? Most of them. Um, they're all in the darker uh, end of the year. And basically, it's nice to get together with family and friends and celebrate and enjoy ourselves when things are a bit cold and dark and grim outside so um yeah well, I, I kind of think a lot of things have come up with you know with various excuses but that's the real reason yeah and they they do that they also have a thanksgiving in canada but they have it around uh what's known as columbus day they don't have columbus day up there. Uh, okay. they have canadian thanksgiving 
which right. I think Thanksgiving is better than Columbus Day, but that's neither here nor there. Another yeah. problematic American holiday. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let's not get into that. So no. how do we want to do this this time? You want to go okay. first or me to go first? I, I, I honestly don't mind. I mean, I'm holding your box of records now, so I can go first if you go want. Go first. Go I, ahead. Okay, I'll go first. So, all right. So am I just am I just going to lucky dip on it? Genuinely, this is absolutely genuine. I opened the edge of this package just so I can slip the records out about five minutes ago. And I, I can see one or two of the spines, but I until this point, I have not uh, I seen I will say this year... This time I did a little bit of shopping for Duncan because I came across some stuff on Discogs that came up as suggestions. And I went, oh, yes, that yeah, has well, to happen. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Don't get too okay. excited. I didn't spend that much money. No, okay. Well, it's, it's cool. Well, look, I'm just going to go for this. Um, so first up, we have Alice Cooper Goes to Hell, um, which <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm really pleased you got me this, man. Um, I, I, when I, I, I was buying, uh, actually when I was buying the other one, I bought a couple copies of the other one cause I didn't have it myself. So the next one you'll pop out most likely. And for one of the sellers, they're like, Oh, well, we need, you need to get to a certain level, make a deal with me. So I got a really good deal on that one. And right. I actually sent you the cleaner copy. That is a better copy oh, than wow. I have. That's cool, man. Yeah, it's oh, it looks very nice. Yeah, I yeah, gave a, yeah. I gave a little bit of a cleaning to the ones I sent over. Uh, they didn't get a full cleaning, but they got a. But uh, Alice Cooper goes to hell is the legendary episode that I accidentally ruined, and oh, of I, course it is. Yes, I remember talking all about it, and it never actually got broadcast. And I will feel terrible forever because we. That was probably our best episode, and the way we chose to do it, we could never recreate it. No, we, we I didn't know the story of the album, and I wasn't that familiar with it, so it was like I was, that's right, I was basically interpreting yep. what I thought was going on in the story, and then Nick was telling me what actually the story uh, was about for that particular song. Um, I thought that it would be a wonderful gesture for me to send you a copy of Alice Cooper Goes to Hell in case you ever decide we need to do it again. Yeah, well, you know what, man? I feel like already there's been enough time elapsed that we probably could do it again sometime. Probably soon. could. You I've probably sort could. Of forgotten it, but I, from what I remember, it was weird. Oh, very, very weird. Like there's full on musical theater stuff full-on disco uh -huh. from what i oh, remember yeah. like him doing a song about how he doesn't like disco so he's being tortured by the devil by being exposed to disco mm -hmm. and then it's a disco song about that and, <laughs> and yeah and but some cool stuff as well and some some good lyrics and um yeah just not what i expected from an alice cooper record no but, no um, but you you may be let's talk about it again in january enough time may have passed in january uh so let me yeah. pop one out out of your box here great uh first up gary moore we want more recorded live in concert i am thank you i am i love i i i want to love Gary Moore. I have not heard enough for me to say that I love Gary Moore. And I definitely love live albums. And the one Gary Moore album I had 
was absolute 80s garbage. Right. So I had to get rid of it. Okay, we'll see what you think. So, okay, so basically, let me let me tell you. So, yeah, I chose this one partly because I know you like live albums. Um, it's not a particularly massively well-known live album. Um, I, from, from what I remember, it's really good. Um, I guess I just kind of... Um, I don't really listen to Gary Moore anymore. Uh, and I don't, I don't know what happened there. Look, he's a great guitar player. He's got some brilliant songs and all that, but I don't know. I guess my interest in Gary Moore kind of just happened and then sort <laughs> of went away for no particular reason. Not that I decided I didn't like it anymore. It just, I just moved on. So I realized I just was, was digging through my records and I found that and I thought, okay, this is, this is, um, a cool live album. It's an obscure live album. It's by a pretty famous dude. Um, I'm pretty sure Nick won't have it. And I know that he likes live albums. And from what I remember, it's kind of writing because Gary Moore's done a lot of bluesy stuff. He's done some hard rock bordering mm -hmm. into metal stuff. And I think you get a bit of all of it on this. So I um, think that'll fit really nicely with my copy of 10 Years After recorded live and my copy of. Um, I've uh, Al Cooper live and I, I've got a bunch of those seventies blues guys. And I, I totally dig that stuff. Thank you very much. You nailed that one. No worries. Um, yeah. I saw him live myself once actually, probably, God, probably not quite 20 years ago, but more than 15 years ago. He was good. He was good. Quite a short set from what I remember. Do you know who uh, has his number one guitar now? No. Kirk Hammett. Okay, there his, you go. His 59, his 59 Les Paul that he got from Peter Green is now right. Kirk Hammett's. And Kirk wow. Hammett tours that thing. Wow. Well, I guess it's, if you're going to have it, you might as well play it. But um, Yeah, but that's... Yeah, uh, I mean, you wouldn't, would you? If you were, uh, yeah, if you were into collecting rather than playing, then um, yeah. But he wanted it to play it, but I just still can't believe that he takes it on tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, but there you go. There you go. There you brave go. Man. Um, okay, I am going to dip into number two here. Okay, oh, and the actual record has fallen out of the sleeve, so I'm going to just readjust this. Okay, so this is a guy who I have never heard of who is called Slim Whitman, and it everyone my age right now just died. Because you've never heard of Slim Whitman. I've never heard of Slim Whitman. And this apparently came from a, a shop called Goodwill. And yes, I got that at it. A charity shop, as you would say. A charity shop, yeah. And the cost was zero cents, according to this label, which I'm I guessing think, was I think they're 50 cents. I think they're, I think they're a half, what is that, half a crown? Has, yes. Half a crown. Um, I don't, <laughs> we, <laughs> Yeah, a 50p, man. Um, or, or, <laughs> ten, or 10 bob, as they say. And um, you see, the same, the, I'm, I'm digressing. Wait, 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 what's a bob? Well, this is the thing. And now I didn't know this until I, and I, I worked in um, South. Uh, now, this is how, okay, this is what it's like in England, okay. Well, well, real quick, get, before you get started, we're coming up on the Christmas season. And, and for me, that's my season to watch every version of A Christmas Carol I can find. Right, there you go. So yeah. I watch about 10. Each sure. year, and my family really hates me by the end of it. Right, I like it's a wonderful life. But um, anyway, okay. So basically, in the UK, like I guess in America, you have to drive quite 
quite some distance before people start speaking in different accents and using different dialect. Like, oh, yeah. I know that within um, Missouri, like at the south end, south bit of not, that. Not as much but, here, but yes. Yeah, but generally, yeah. So whereas in um, in the UK, honestly, you can drive for like 45 minutes and people have a completely different accent and they're talking a different language sometimes, uh, honestly. So I, did, I worked for about a year um, in a place called Barnsley, which is, so I'm in Yorkshire, Leeds is Yorkshire, but, but we're West Yorkshire. Barnsley is South Yorkshire. Like it's not even far away. It was literally like a half an hour drive. What, okay, literally. for those of us like me that don't know, yeah. what is Yorkshire? It's a county, so okay. a count, so so yeah. So do you have count? Do you have counties? Right. See, but we we in America we have states, which yeah, everybody sure. else would call a province or a prefecture. Yeah, we yeah. call them states because which really confused me growing up, like when yeah. they're teaching us about city states and the state, and I'm like, yeah. like Missouri or they they didn't explain well that we changed the language. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, so so so, uh, and, and in Barnsley, I mean, oh man, there is some completely, just completely different dialect. Like honestly, some of the um, caretakers that used to lock up the building, they would speak to me, and I genuinely didn't understand what they were saying some of the time because they were just speaking their Barnsley, and they like, for example, just to give you an example, they'd say leets instead of lights, like the leets, and they were asking me about turning off the lights, and I and I had to say. Sorry, the, the, and then they would explain. They would like adjust their their accent and everything. But but yeah, so just anyway, their accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so at some point, this idea of ten bob came up, and I I assumed it meant ten pounds. That's what I thought. But no, apparently a bob is five pence. So ten bob is fifty pence. Okay, so I don't when... know what I don't know how this happened. No idea. So so in a Christmas Carol, the version with. Jean-Luc Picard, I mean, Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart. Yes, yeah. When he goes, he, he says he only makes a bob a week. Is it getting a nickel? You see this, so so I guess it's five pence. Um, right. Well, I mean, what? five pence went a lot farther back then than it Yeah, so I guess five pence is similar to, to five cents. See, now, now we're... Because um, it's, it's 100 pence to a pound, right? It is now, it is now. See, okay. ironically, even though you guys haven't gone metric now that we went when we went metric in 1971 we're actually quite close to you guys in terms of pounds and pence are pretty much like dollars and cents like right the value is not that different and it's the same thing whereas before that it was complicated there was something oh god i can't even remember what it is now but you have pounds shillings and pence i think there's 12 shilling oh god 12 pence in a shilling and then 20 shillings in a pound so it's like 20 what's 20 times 12 like two, so that's to something like 240 240. pennies in a pound, I believe. I might have got that slightly wrong. So it gets really weird and complicated. And then you get all these crowns and half crowns and all these things that I don't even know. So before 1971, that was the situation. Okay, so when I was growing up and I thought that like a shilling and a crown and a sovereign were different things, they actually were. Yeah, they actually are different things. So that's so the Harry Potter, so that's how the Harry Potter magic money came. Because there's like yeah. 15 different kinds and it makes no sense yeah. okay fair enough some of it is a bit like how you have nickels and dimes which are just um, numbers of cents right, some of it's right. that and some of it's actually its own thing so a shilling is its own thing but i think like um 
a crown or whatever might just be a number of shillings or something. Okay, okay. I, 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 honestly, that, that's about as far as my... All right, so now that goes. we have had a nice little... Now we've had a nice little explanation about England and English things, let's discuss this record, which is as far away from that as possible. Slim okay, well, Whitman is a bluegrass player. Okay, that sounds good, yeah. He I mean, like plays guitar and he sings in falsetto. Okay. So he is a very unique I said that in falsetto. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> he is a very unique guy. I have actually purchased this record two times. The first time okay. it didn't play, it skipped, so I had to throw it away. So I bought it again. And I've yet, right. I have not listened to it yet. So I've never listened to it. I don't know if it plays. Okay. Uh, but I just thought it would be funny to give it away, to give this one away. So I still have to go buy it again. Yeah. Well, but it's I something like bluegrass, man. It's it's bluegrass. It's all acoustic. It's got a unique style, and I thought it would be something that you could appreciate as, because especially considering how varied your musical career is and how off the wall you tend to go. Yeah, another oh. another voice might be helpful. Totally, man. Look, listen, I I love um, country music, Americana, um, bluegrass. I'm no aficionado of bluegrass. I've probably got one or two bluegrass records, but to be honest, they're more kind of hipstery bluegrass, uh, bluegrass revival type records. I don't think I've really got any. Oh, that is proper. proper that is that is proper you know? country bluegrass. And sure. Don't know is if it's really the, from 1970. So it says like 74, 70. So like it feels like it should be earlier than that. Just judging by the. That's a greatest hits. Okay. So that was when they actually did the hits, right? Now I, I first heard of him in my adult life. I mean, I, I remembered he, seeing him on commercials and stuff like that. But in my adult life, when I got into Andy Kaufman, Andy okay, Kaufman yeah. was a huge fan of Slim Whitman. So he, when he did on one of his specials, he actually had Slim Whitman come out and sing with him. Oh, cool. Well, after anybody cared about Slim Whitman. So he nice. also had Frankie Boom Boom Cannon do a song as well. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I, 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 yeah, I don't know who that is. I don't know how to describe him, but again, it was another guy who, that he grew up listening to. Right. So in the, so somebody he grew up listening to in the sixties, who now in the eighties, nobody remembers or cares about, but he's like, I want him. I don't want to play Tallahassee Lassie on my, on my special. Nice. Yeah. So. Hey, it's cool, man. It's cool. All right. Well, I appreciate that. I'm going to enjoy um, immersing myself in the, the world of uh, old time bluegrass. It is an interesting one. So let me pop one out here. This is Crawler, Snake, Rattle and Roll which that is about the most 70s cover I can think of. It is a boa constrictor yep. in the shape of a treble clef. And everything is in, uh, <laughs> it's in cursive. Lovely. I have no idea who these people are. Okay. Well, this fits in a little bit with the sort of theme of our podcast. So Crawler evolved from a band called Backstreet Crawler. Backstreet Crawler were something of an offshoot of a band called Free, who you may have heard. Oh, yeah, of. I've heard of them. And, and if you look on the back, I think there's still, I can't remember which member it is, but I think there's still one member. It might be John Rabbit Bundrick. I think yeah. one of the members of this now, a Crawler, is still was, was a member of Free. Um, even though I, th I think originally there was like two members of Free and Backstreet Crawler. Then by the time they became Crawler, there was only one member. 
who wasn't even a but sort of yeah, John Rabbit Bundrick is on this one playing keyboards, accordion, like and member. vocals. There you go. So he wasn't a main member of Free, but he he I think he did a lot of session stuff for them. And I think by the later by the last album, he was an actual member of, of Free. So um, it's it's really cool. It looks incredibly cheesy 70s and style wise. Yeah, look, it's straight up 70s rock. It's what you expect from an album that looks like that. But it's good, man. It's got a bit of class to it. It's decent. The guy can really sing. Um, so give it a listen and see what you think. Um, no one talks about them. No one remembers them. But it, it is uh, it is a good record. Well, and one of the things as I've gotten a little bit older and dare I say wiser, but I'm not going to go there. As I've gotten older, one of the things there in and I, I've probably mentioned this, but we have a radio station here called KC95, which is the oldest rock and roll radio station in the United States. It was not the first one, but yeah. all the others have closed down and it's still sure. going. Yeah, yeah. And they have a show on the weekends, early Sunday mornings called KC Classics, where they play the songs that didn't continue on, that didn't stay in the rock canon. So they don't play Led Zeppelin on that show and they don't play Pink Floyd. Well, they do play Pink Floyd, but they play Pink Floyd like off of Moore or off right. of Amagama, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But mostly it's bands that, you know, you know, like Little Feet or um, Molly Hatchet, actually, yeah. you know, yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And as, as I started getting into records and before I, I had enough money to really get into it, I was doing a lot of my purchasing at antique malls and thrift shops. So I, by listening to the KC Classics show again, it helped me pick out stuff and, and know who some of these people were. And I was really wrong about that show. There was a lot of really great stuff that they continued playing and kept going in the world. So, yeah, man. And that's probably something that they play, quite honestly, because they love, you know, those guys yeah. love free. They love bad company. So yeah. that's probably been played on the KC Classics, and I just don't know it. Thank you very much. I'm excited to check that one out because, yeah, it does look completely silly and cheesy and it, it, honestly, it's it's good, man. It's good. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Right. I am going to go for the third and final one from this. Oh, cool. So this is Rosington Collins Band. Now, is this the one we did? Anytime, no. No, it's any, not. I, was say, I didn't think it was. I don't remember the cover. Oh, cool. Well, this is great, man, um, because... I enjoyed the Rosington Collins band, one that we did check out. Um, so, yeah, look, it's basically, look, let's look at this. You've got basically all the members. There's more members of Linda Skinner here than are in Linda Skinner now. Let's put it that way. I'm just looking at it. Like, there are, and that's so... Billy Powell and Leon Wilkson. So that those are the members from Linda Skinner's. Then you've got a guy called Derek Hess. Um, Ren Rosington and, and right, Collins. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You have four so members of Skinner in this band. Exactly that. So that's cool. And I remember her voice being great as well. So I think we must have listened to the first one, and this is the second, because this is 1980, and I think the one... All the way around. Oh, really? Okay, right, fine. So this is the first one, right. Yeah, well, I'm definitely looking forward to... I will tell this. you, this first one is so much better than the second one. Okay, well, I already enjoyed the second one, um, so... That's cool, man. That's cool. I that was the one That's that I purchased for myself. I was buying. I wanted to get one of those, so I'm on Discogs, 
And I'm like, oh, well, you know what? It would be funny to get Duncan one of these too. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Man. And appreciate then the this one of the sellers was like, hey, I, you know, I really don't want to do, you know, I, I, I want to make more money on this than just a couple of bucks. So can you buy something else too? I won't make you, but I would really appreciate it if you could take a look and just make me an offer and we'll do it. So I got that and I got uh, Alice Cooper Goes to Hell at a really good price and good copies of both of them. And I thought that I, I thought it'd be a little bit silly to, 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 especially for Alice Cooper goes to hell. Cause when I saw she had that, I about died. I'm like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Here's my offer. All right, done. Okay, great. And I actually spent more on that copy than I did on the one I have for myself. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, I appreciate it, man. Um, yeah. I'm going to enjoy these a lot. Um, yeah, it'd be really good to check out the Rosington Collins. That is, I'm going to tell you, that is the best of the bunch. Okay, nice. That one, that that album is a that that then that's a then that that album is a big part of why we started doing this because that is an amazing album that no one remembers. For sure, for sure, yeah, man. And it's it's totally cool. Now let's see. We agreed to do three this time, but mine still has a couple more in there. Yeah, well, the thing is, last time we agreed to do three, and then you put about 17,000 in there. So I thought, it's probably, I thought, I'm just going to put a couple of extras in there. Just, you know. See, last time we did this, I thought, oh my God, you're going to send me Black Sabbath TYR, and you totally shouldn't. So I'm going to throw some extras in there. That, <laughs> uh, but let's start here. We got, uh, and this is another one. I'm not, wow. Um, I have no idea what this is. This is a band called Wally. They've got a uh, a star of oh, what country is that? Um, um, Sudan. Totally not sure. Yeah, very possibly. Well, have you seen what record label it's on? If you take the actual vinyl out, Atlantic, or is yeah. it? So- it's Atlantic Records. Oh yeah, it is. So wow, that's a good yeah. Shape. So this is a band that just seemed to have absolutely um, disappeared um, off everybody's radar. I think they had at least two albums um, and I don't think they were ever massive, um, certainly not well remembered, but it's kind of, it kind of counts as prog rock. Um, oh yeah. The first track is the, the first side is 19 minutes. I'm looking at this 19 minutes Eight minutes, four minutes, seven minutes. Yeah. Side yeah. two has three tracks, two and a half, 13 and a half, and five and a half. <laughs> there you go. Now, I'm going to be honest. I can't really remember what it sounded like. I got this. This is, again, this is one that I picked up on a, on a whim, uh, maybe on someone's recommendation. Um, actually, I think I might have got it from somebody who goes around and gets picks records up from the charity shops and then mm-hmm. sells them on for a slightly more um so i, I but i do remember it oh rick wakeman cool. there you there you go i knew there was another thing i knew there was another connection there yeah that's right rick wakeman um is involved was he the producer or something or did he co-write one of the i don't think he's he, an actual member of the band no he's not a member of the band all arrangements by wally bob harris and rick wakeman that's the one yes exactly and it is also i believe i believe it is the same bob harris 
as in whispering Bob Harris that that um, do you do you know him the no. radio presenter who um, very famous in the UK and used to present a show called the Old Grey Whistle Test which was um, it was like the serious seventies um, um, rock and punk and sort of alternative music um tv show where they would get the bands on to actually play live oh um, and there's some great stuff um that you can watch from the old grey whistle test um whereas we have top of the pops which was like most of the bands just mimed or if if you were lucky you'd get them singing the vocals live over the backing track oh it was i didn't Very, know that the top of the pops yeah some i think iron maiden were the first band to ever play it actually live and a few bands since then did but most of the time it was literally just the miming um so that was very pop orientated whereas the old gray whistle test was like serious so you so, so you'd have bands like um leonard skinner and i don't know i'm sure led zeppelin probably did it at some point and deep purple and whatever else and they would do like extended jams and longer songs and they would be genuinely playing live oh um, like the beat club Probably, yeah. I don't know what that is, but uh, yeah. It's, B Club was a German television show, like that that famous video of Sabbath, where they're playing uh, Iron Man and it's like all goofy crap in the background. That's right. from the B Club. There you go. Yeah, very, very probably, very probably. Um, and whispering Bob Harris, he's he, he had well, he's even more so now. He has this whispered tone to his voice. He, he just speaks in a very very hushed tones. Um, he runs a country um, radio station at the moment, um, or or is one of the main presenters anyway. But uh, yeah, so there you go. So you've got Bob Harris and Rick Waitman um, producing, I believe, and arrangements by. But by Rick Waitman. So check it out. See what you think. I've kind of forgotten it, but I remember listening to it and thinking, yeah, this is pretty cool. The um, the, the cover is wonderfully pretentious. Yeah. Because it's like, what the hell is that? I mean, that is it's a bit it's a bit sacrilegious, if I'm being honest. And then you've got the guys in the back because that's that's an Islamic symbol. I suppose, yeah, do you know what? I didn't really think of it like that. I just when you thought, do it that yeah, way, it's, it's an Islamic yeah, it's moon, it's symbol. Moon, of course, it's the moon and stars. So it's kind of rearranged. It's not in the same shape, to be fair, as it is um, on the Islamic It's a, li- it's, it's symbol, a little but, different, yes. But yeah, but yeah, I guess, yeah, now you say it. Yeah, of course, it does have that uh, sort of connotation. Um, but also in that time frame, nobody in the Western world would have really known what that was. No, well, exactly, exactly. Um, I don't know if they meant it to be that. I don't know if they just, they might have just meant it to be a moon and stars. Because I, I think most likely they were looking for something that was a bit exotic, a bit unique. It's got the stars and clouds and an ocean inside the moon as well. Yeah. And the star is more of a Dallas Cowboys looking star than it is a an Islamic star, that's for sure. But yeah. uh, thank you. I, I'm excited to check this one out because there's about 18 dudes on the back cover. Yes. Yeah. About as many dudes in the back as Leonard Skinner had dudes. So, and all of them are listed as playing eight different things Fender Rhodes, Harmonium, Grand Piano, Harpsichord, Mellotron, Hammond Organ, and vocals. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a banjo on there somewhere, from what I remember. If there's not a banjo, they screwed up. Yeah. Well, exactly. Exactly. Steel guitar, bass guitar, percussion, electric violin. Well, there you go. Actually, I don't think there is a banjo. I don't think there is a banjo. No, there's not a banjo. They there's really mandolin, missed... though. There's mandolin. There's, there is mandolin. I wonder if it's electric mandolin. Entirely possible. There Entirely. was uh, 
when we used to go to the Greek festival in St. Louis, in South St. Louis city, there was always a dude that played an electric bazooki, which is uh, another kind of mandolin. And he would have this pedal board, like he was a guitar player. So I'd always, it was, it always, he was really good, but it always kind of made me giggle at how much stuff he had going on. Yeah. Well, there's a guy called Lou Edmonds who plays with um, Billy Bragg and he also plays in public image limited nowadays. um, John Lydon's band. um, And who, who I love, I'm not a big fan of John Lydon in terms of most of the things that come out of his mouth, but I love public image limited. And yeah, Lou Edmonds plays is it's kind of, apparently it's between a bazooki and a Saz because I think a bazooki is the Turkish one and a Saz is the Greek one, but essentially they're the same instrument. There's just very slight, subtle differences so yeah he has this electric bazooki slash saz and it's great and he just does some incredibly cool stuff with it um, it has been yeah, a so long time since we had a public image limited reference from you for a while that was all that was your big reference all the time public image limited because <laughs> oh okay i suppose it was yeah 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 well i like him a lot i know um, i know and you know what john john lyden has um a lot of issues but I kind of look at John Lydon like uh, a friend of mine looks at an old mutual friend of ours that that dude was always a troll. And I choose to believe he's just trolling now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could we could get right into this. I've heard he's said some great things in his time. And sometimes you think you really applaud what he says, but then he'll just come out with something absolutely horrendous. And he I kind of I've come to the conclusion that he just kind of makes it up as he goes along. Like, I, I personally think he's just saying whatever he can say to get his name in the newspaper. I think you're right. And I, th- I think he sometimes decides he wants to be the nice guy and then he'll say all the nice guy things. Then he decides he just wants to piss everybody off and he just says all the uh, all the contrarian things. Um, That's but- what I think he's got going on, because I don't yeah. think he really believes in anything other than what he's saying at that moment. That's exactly what I think. Um but you kind of wonder, like, when he's saying it, does he actually know that that's what he's doing? Or does he know that it completely contradicts the thing he said five minutes before? Or is it, like, is it, is it, is it all a game? Or is it just like, I no, think it's all, it, I think it's all a game. I think it's all a game where he's yeah. just trying to, you know, in the 70s, like, oh, we're so punk and screw your capitalist system and da 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 And then in the 90s, they get back together. Why did you get back together? Yeah, your money. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. that at that moment, it's like, wait a minute, this is. And then if you look at Public Image Limited, that is so far from the Sex Pistols that. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Anyway, for sure. anyway, I mean, we could we could do one on them one day, maybe. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. I guess I, I guess, I guess I, I guess I owe you because I did make you listen to Quiet Riot. So. Yeah. But here we go. I've got a couple of things in my hand. I got from a, a gentleman by the name of Duncan Evans. Yes, exactly. Indeed. Indeed. A seven inch yeah, and a 12 big. inch here. Yeah. Well, I just to be honest, Nick, yeah, obviously they are my records, the only ones that I've done that have been pressed on vinyl. And I do aspire to get more of my records pressed on vinyl for, for, for my only solo ones, by the way. I've been in bands, other bands that have done stuff on vinyl. But um, but yeah, so that's the, the first single, which was actually the first thing I ever released as a solo artist, Bird of Prey. And it has an exclusive B-side on, oh. on side B, obviously on side B. That's where the B-side would be. Um, and then that track is also on the album Lodestone, which was released about six months after the single, which you've got in there as well. Um, cool. Thank you very yeah. much. I, 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 
I would have actually purchased it years ago, except for the fact that just English shipping is awful. And it gets way worse now. Oh, it does. And my, yeah, my way around this is I just pay for economy and they say, what economy? That's going to take six weeks. And like, what? No, you can't do that. And I just say, it's fine. And to be honest, usually it seems to take more like three weeks and it's actually still reasonable. Um, Let me see if I've got a date on We'll see how long that lasts. I think Uh, it was was three weeks. I remember you texting me and saying you'd received them and it was like a bit earlier than I thought it might have been. This was shipped on... Just to give you an idea, we are recording this on 1121 and this was shipped on 1021 and they've been in the box in my room here for at least a week and a half. So there you go. So probably yeah. more like two weeks. Really? Yeah, exactly. So, I, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I kind of wondered the first time we did this, if you were going to do that, send some of your own stuff, because I thought, uh, yeah, it seems like a good idea. Uh, thank you very much. I, you know, everything I have checked out of yours, I have really enjoyed and I really love having, you know, my friend stuff on vinyl. I've bought my friend, Joe, my friend, Danny, my friend, Steve, uh, you know, I've gotten all of their stuff when I could and excited, you know, definitely will share all that around for you and all that kind of stuff is, you know, as much yeah. of a trend center and, and tastemaker as I am, but ah, much you know, appreciate, man. we've never really talked much about your music because when, when we first started this, we always pointed out that you used to be in the black metal band Forest of Stars. Yeah. And now you, the best way I would describe what you do now is dark folk and very melodic, very different from that. How we're going into the interview portion of the podcast now. Yeah. How did you go from, you know, how, how did you traverse? Yeah. How did you traverse that? Because that's such a wide canyon. Yeah, well, look, basically, I'd been playing in rock and metal bands for years and writing music where a lot of it was all about the big riffs in one way or another, whether it was doomy music or black metal, it was kind of all about, let's do a big riff um, that's going to get people's heads banging and all that type of thing. And it, and that was all great, and there's no, no problem with that uh, whatsoever, and I, lo- I love a lot of music that's like that. But at some point, I started listening to a different type of music as as well. You know, your taste expands. As we like all I, do. Yeah. It's not like I stopped listening to heavy rock music, but I started getting into, I guess, folk rock. So stuff like Richard Thompson is one of my absolute favorites, um, who was, used to be in Fairport Convention, um, but went on to have a, a long solo career. In fact, I saw him live just a couple of months ago. And um, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, that who a lot of people are probably going to know about. Um, so I guess I've seen them live. Yeah, oh, I love them. One of my favourite band, really. And, and I, yeah, I saw Nick Cave and Warren Ellis again only a couple of months ago. My first post-lockdown show, actually. Um, but yeah, so basically, artists for whom it's all about the song. So. The, the lyrics and the, the the words and the vocal melodies being at the forefront, you know, the, the sort of songs that you can take the chord sequence, the vocal melody and the words, and that's the song, that's the essence of the song. It does, it's not about having a, a riff or a particular drum fill or whatever, or a particular type of, um, guitar distorted guitar tone or whatever it might be it's really about the song and then and then you can dress it up beyond that as well and that's fine but it's really about the song 
Um, and I started getting into that stuff. Um, and I started to have a desire to do that sort of thing. And I also started to want to do that by myself, like just write some songs completely by myself, rather than taking a few riffs to the band that would then say, oh, all right, well, I've got a bass part I can add in with that. And then the singer goes, oh, I've got some words and I'll do it like this. I just wanted to be the singer and the songwriter and just have complete um, ownership um, and to write some music that was more like what I've described rather than being focused on on riffs and stuff. So so I just did. So that first album, Lodestone, is very acoustic based. It's, there are some electric guitars on there, but it's very folky and very influenced by Richard Thompson, actually. Um, and I just needed to get that out of my system. Um, and yeah, so since then, I've, I've, I've dressed that up in different ways. I do have a band now that I work with for my solo stuff. And my the, the split album that's just come out is quite electronic, actually. So it was all just me, but there's actually not that many guitars on it. It's more electronic um, soundscapes and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I do really enjoy just being in control, in, in complete control of the creative process and I'm a lot more focused on lyrics now than I used to be. And hopefully I've improved as a lyricist. Um, well, I will say one of the things about metal that will always confuse me and continue to, has always confused me and will always continue to confuse me is I find the people that are most interested in their lyrics and will speak about their song, their lyrical songwriting the most are the ones you can understand what they're saying the least. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, and then, look, there's some brilliant lyrics in metal and hard rock and everything else. But there's also a lot of lyrics um, where you can tell they've basically they, they need something for the singer to sing because you can't just go, oh, yeah, the whole time. <laughs> so it's like, what should we write about? Hey, let's write about driving down a highway really fast wait are we talking about quiet riot again well there you go exactly <laughs> um, and and to be absolutely honest when i first ever started writing lyrics because i never wanted to be a singer originally i love being a singer now but i never wanted to be the singer i just i was in bands as a teenager and no one else wanted to be the singer so it just kind of fell to me because i said you know what fine i'll just shout and it'll be fine and i did and it was terrible um but but then I was the singer and then eventually I got all right. So yeah, I, I had to suddenly write lyrics and it's like, well, what do you write about? I don't know. I don't really want to, I don't have anything to say. I don't have thoughts about things. I just want to play some riffs and jump around and stuff. Like, so you write absolutely, completely stupid, inane nonsense. That means absolutely nothing. Um, so I- talking about, oh, Wait, are we talking about Whitesnake now? Exactly. So I've totally been there, man. So, you know, um, but yes, um, I now do appreciate lyrics and I now like that can put me off. Like, le look, Led Zeppelin used to be my absolute favorite band as a teenager. And look, don't get me wrong. I, I will always have a big soft spot for Led Zeppelin. Um, great band, hugely influential on every, on the entire world, but on me as well. But oh, man, some of those lyrics are terrible. Oh, man. Like when he's. I mean, what is it when he's talking about how Gollum stole his stole his girlfriend, and it's like, oh. no, no, he's singing about how Gollum stole the ring. No, he says that. No, he's very clear. He but says he's that. talking about the ring. That is, that is a it's 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 an allegory. Oh, I don't know. In man. the darkest depths of Mordor, I met a girl so fair, and Gollum, the evil one. 
crept up and slipped away with her. It's yeah, the I ring. Just think it's the one just, ring. I mean, you can view it like that, but I just think he's like, hey. I choose hey, to view it like that because if it's not that, then it's really stupid. Yeah. Gollum is not going to steal any woman from anyone. I know. I, I just think it is really stupid. And then, but there's a few <laughs> like that. Like, I mean, this just in. Duncan Evans says Robert Plant is really stupid. <laughs> Look, I get, I think Robert Plant has actually, um, I don't Oh, he has greatly improved as a lyricist as he's yeah, gotten older. I was going to say, I don't think he's the best lyricist you've ever heard, but I think he's massively improved some of that early stuff. The best stuff that they did was when they were just literally singing blues lyrics. If, if Robert Plant is doing some really cool lyrics in later. Yeah. when the levy breaks man that's great and it's like oh this is just memphis mini or whoever wrote that did she write it probably um so yeah but so that puts me off some of the stuff i used to really love now i pay more attention to lyrics i'm like oh no don't say I, that oh no i pay as much attention to lyrics as the band cares about them i think yeah because yeah, if makes- i can't understand a single word you say I don't really think you care about them. I get it. Yeah, I get it. If now, then there you have death metal bands like Carcass, where I can understand what Jeff Walker is saying. He is intelligible. Yeah, I saw them um, two weeks ago. At oh, Ray's did you? Festival. Yes, I did indeed. And look, they've never really been my favorite band in the world. And this didn't change that, but they were great. They really played well. Um really tight, really energetic, powerful, visceral, cutting, biting. And Bill Steer's solos were just just um, fantastic. He's just, he's Bill got- Steer is the standard bearer for death metal. If- yeah. But he's also, because, you know, he's done all, he's into blues as well, and he's done mm-hmm. Firebird and all these other bands. And it's like, he's got the slickness and the smoothness of B.B. King, but it's also like super techie Steve by death metal. And have you ever noticed what guitars he plays? Les Pauls, yeah, like classic vintage guitars. Yeah, yeah, he's and he doesn't customize them. No, it's just no. he's it's just him and a Les Paul, and he can make it sound like that. It, it, totally. I don't, I, I I don't get it. But here we're gonna start reminiscing about the whole rest of the forever, and. <laughs> Let so let's let's wind this down a little bit. Just want to yeah. say, you know, I we we are into well into our second year of podcasts, and I think each week it's a little bit better than the last. And now that we both have vinyl copies of Alice Cooper Goes to Hell, we should probably bring try to see if we can bring that back and do it again. But you know, I everything I got for you, I, I picked out, and I I think you will either enjoy having or get a kick out of that i picked that so that is just my way of saying you know thank you for just you know thank you for the past year year and a half that we've been doing these goofy things and yeah i appreciate everything no thanks so much to you too nick i'm gonna have to say i am slightly distracted and it's because um your daughter is in the background and I think she's playing like a kind of Nintendo Wii type of game. And it looks from where the angle I was at, it looked as though she was essentially sort of standing on your shoulder and digging her arm inside your ear. Like that was really surreal. That, that could have been like, um, I, I don't know, some sort of strange cartoon. It was, it was interesting, but. Um, she's playing I, I, uh, Mario Party and it's. Uh... There you go. They're, they're, yes, they're, exactly. It's like a yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's now like that, she's uh, digging the, your brain out through your ear with every move that she the makes. characters are playing. Uh, 
band leader. Oh, nice. So they're, they're, yeah, do you yeah. have that in England where they've got the, the, the band leader has the staff, the marching yeah, band? Yeah, 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 for sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, you have to hit it in time. So that's what, and yeah, yeah. and she's directly behind me. I've been distracted because I can see the screen <laughs> in the bottom. Now, quit it. Okay, sorry, but, go ahead. But yeah, sorry, <laughs> but yeah, no, absolutely. No, I, I love this. Um, I love doing this show. Um, it's genuinely educational. You know, I find out about a lot of things. Some, sometimes I'm listening to bands that I meant to check out 25 years ago or something. That's probably a bit of an exaggeration, but probably like getting on for 20 years ago and I just never got round to it. And now I get to do that and um, we get to nerd out about music <laughs> and yeah, man. And I also like it when we disagree. Those are often the most amusing moments. So yeah. I agree. Cause when it's us just going, that is a great song. Yes, it is. That is great. Next song. And there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. So yeah, just the times when I'm like, this is the one, the one song on this record that's actually brilliant. And you're like, no, this is the worst. <laughs> so there we go. Um, so yeah, man, no, thank you. It's it has been a joy. And thank you to you listeners as well, who are hopefully still out there. Hopefully you made it to this point. Um, because we've gone a little bit off piece with this, but um a, le- a um, lot, and yeah, that's <laughs> so let's wind this up now. Um, definitely everybody, thank you for going on this ridiculous journey through music no one cares, literally that no one cares about. And maybe you know we're we're always trying to make somebody laugh make somebody smile make somebody giggle uh piss off quiet riot fans apparently duncan and uh just trying you know trying to mine through all the stuff that's out there that has been forgotten and you know maybe maybe it shouldn't be but maybe maybe it should so that's all i got for this week thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you next week Rock and roll. See you soon, guys. Thank you.